Navy SEAL Edward Gallagher has been found not guilty of war crimes. A seven-member jury panel acquitted him on all but one count in one of the most closely watched military trials in the country. The jury convicted Gallagher on a single count related to Gallagher taking pictures alongside an Iraqi fighter's corpse. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is Court Martial, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military reporter for the Union Tribune, and you've been covering the ongoing Eddie Gallagher case, which has finally come to an end. We have a verdict, and that is? Not guilty on um, of the seven counts against him. Um, all of the more serious ones, including premeditated murder, attempted murder, um, willful discharge of a firearm, um, obstruction of justice, and retaliation. Um, not guilty on all of the above. He was found guilty of um, appearing in a photo with the body of the deceased ISIS fighter. So as of now, he's absolved of any uh, claims of being a war criminal. Correct. Uh, the um, charge of appearing in a photo with a body that's filed under Article 134 of the UCMJ, it's a general orders violation, is my understanding. Um and he's not quite out of the woods yet. Um, he has not been sentenced for this offense. Um, it carries a maximum sentence of four months in confinement. However, um, Gallagher has already served more than four months in pretrial confinement. Uh-huh. He was in the Miramar Brig from September 11th through March 30th. So um, he will be going home regardless, even if they do. Uh, give him a sentence of time served. Um, However, any sentence of confinement also comes with a reduction in rank to E1. Uh So um, it's possible the jury sentences him to no confinement, in which case he would not be reduced in rank. Um, Now, this is a little bit squishy. We've been trying to get confirmation from military lawyers all afternoon um, the possibilities tomorrow in sentencing are myriad, so I don't have the best answer for you, but that's my best understanding of what awaits Chief Gallagher tomorrow. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. So um, when you kind of give us the recap of what um, the the defense kind of thought went right for them in this trial? Well, uh, you know, they, they played the hits. They talked about prosecutors mismanaging the case, uh, misconduct um, with the email to, to track their emails. They talked about NCIS's um, misconduct in their investigation. Um, and in the end, um, you know, it, it appears that this was enough uh, to convince the jury, or at least that a reasonable doubt existed. Um, the jury, uh, you know, it's it was seven individuals, and in the military system, we don't get to know. Uh, which juror voted what way. Interesting. Um, They needed five of seven to convict. Um, So we don't know if this was unanimous or if there was a split amongst the jurors. And um, unless one of them talks, we will never know. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you have a sense from the prosecution of perhaps mistakes they made or kind of the point in which things turned against them? You know, the prosecutors, you know, they they didn't have a lot to work with. 
So this alleged incident occurred on a battlefield controlled by the Islamic State two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, NCIS did not begin investigating this until one year ago. So a year had passed in Iraq since this allegedly occurred. Um, there's no body. There was no physical evidence at the crime scene. Um, there was no autopsy. Because this was a an active and very um, active battlefield, uh, there was no body. There was no morgue record, records for that time. So they could not you know, find this uh, individual and, and perform any type of examination on him. Um, they had two texts from Chief Gallagher saying, with the pictures saying, you know, I got him with my knife. But other than that, it was all testimony from eyewitnesses. And um, that eyewitness testimony didn't always line up with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, witnesses remembered events differently. I don't know that that affected uh, the jury's deliberation, but it's something that I certainly noticed in court. And uh, why don't you kind of describe the scene uh, of what happened when the verdict finally came down? Well, it was very abrupt. Um, I was about two minutes away at the base Starbucks uh, waiting for this verdict to come down. Um, We got a text that the verdict was coming. And by the time I walked the two minutes from Starbucks to the courthouse, um, the verdict had already been read in court. Uh Um, It was not the situation where they said, you know, we're going to read it at this time and give people time to come in. It was bing, bang, boom. And so by the time we got in there, um, it was, it was done. And, um, the, uh, they rolled right into sentencing shortly after that. And then when they, uh, listened to testimony from a few character witnesses for chief Gallagher, um, and the family and attorneys came out to talk to the media. So, yeah, so obviously this is a very uh, celebratory atmosphere for the Gallagher family. Um, you know, chief Gallagher's wife, Andrea, who's been a very vocal supporter, obviously, um, rallying people to, to support her, her husband's case and fundraising for their legal defense. Um, his brother, uh, Sean Gallagher is here. His parents are here. And, and then other people from the SEAL community and family friends were also here. Um, you know, the, the legal team includes uh, New York-based attorney Timothy Parlatori, mm-hmm. also uh, New York-based Mark McCasey, who is also one of President Donald Trump's personal attorneys. Um, McCasey had a, a free Eddie hat on. He was wearing it backwards in his suit. Um, they seemed ready to go out and celebrate after this. So the um, the Gallagher's, you know, they um, Eddie, his his brother Sean, and his wife Andrea, you know, they have a rental. Um, I, I I mean I I assume it's a rental. I don't know. They have a convertible, a white convertible Mustang, um, and they left the parking lot here at the the courthouse uh, with the top down and the the sun shining on them and um, in very high spirits, as you might imagine. Literally leaving on a white horse. Yeah. All right. Well, um, after all of this, uh, things still need to fall into place. The sentencing has to happen. Do you think that this will change the way these kind of things are investigated? 
or do you think this is just gonna be just one blip in the narrative of the military when it comes to prosecuting allegations of war crimes? It's too early to say. I think that the public scrutiny of this case in particular might affect the way it happens going forward. I think the Navy has a long way to go in transparency in their uh, justice system. You know, we've struggled to get documents. Um, we couldn't even get into the courthouse in time for the verdict. So um, when it comes to transparency and, and, and being open to the public, I think uh, the Navy has a lot to be desired. But it's too early to say if this is a long-term effect or not. Um, I did speak with an attorney today. There is another person charged in relation to Chief Gallagher, and that's his platoon commander, Lieutenant um, Jacob Portier. Uh Um, Portier, uh, his case is going forward. Today uh, we learned there's a trial date set, September 3rd. Portier's charged with... Um, performing the reenlistment ceremony near the body for Chief Gallagher. Um, he's also charged with failure to report um, and conduct uh, unbecoming an officer. So, um, And the Navy told his lawyer today that they are pursuing their prosecution of Lieutenant Portier in spite of the verdict in the Gallagher case today. Um, the attorney, his name is Jeremiah Sullivan, he, he called this pure vindictiveness on the Navy's part, um, and he's not happy that they're still going after uh, Lieutenant Portier, but um, we'll know more about that very soon. They're going to be in court uh, tomorrow, in fact, as Gallagher's being sentenced in one courtroom. It sounds like uh, Portier will have his own hearing in another. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not done. Uh, Navy prosecutors are still pursuing this case Um through um, the only avenue left that's available to them. Uh-huh. And also, um, in one of our previous conversations, you mentioned that it just seemed like any other day at Naval Base San Diego that within uh, people just hanging out and doing their jobs within the military, no one really seemed to be enthused or energetic about this ongoing trial. Is that still the case in which everyone's just kind of remaining somewhat mum on the subject? Absolutely. Um we were over at the uh, the Navy Morale Wel- Welfare and Recreation Center here by the pier, and sailors are going about their day. Um, it's uh, it's just another uh, is today Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> it's just another Tuesday uh, at Naval Base San Diego for for the the, the sailors of the uh, surface fleet here. Hmm. And I guess. Um... For you, looking back at this entire case, what is the one moment that kind of sums it up for you? Is is there kind of like a, I don't know, the the, the movie opening almost for this uh, ongoing saga that you've been covering for months? Uh, you know, I, I think I have a lot of reflection to do as far as um, getting any of those big picture questions and answers from this case. Um, what really stands out to me, though, is just the way the Navy and perhaps the military at large um, polices itself and polices its warfighters, um, it leaves a lot to be desired. They have a real problem prosecuting the best of the cases that they have. So when you have a case that is not the best, it's even harder 
So um, I, I think that the long-term effects of this is that perhaps the next time somebody in combat sees something, maybe they think twice before reporting it because um, we see now just how hard it is to, to get anywhere on on, that, on those type of allegations. And that's not anything uh, civilians, the government, or the military really wants, but that is the chilling effect of these kind of prosecutions. I, I think... I think it's reasonable. Uh, it's not. It's reasonable to assume so. I'm. I think. All right. It seems like this chapter has finally come to the close, and we'll get the uh, epilogue pretty soon with the sentencing. Andrew Dyer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com/slash subscribe. Until next time.